I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, my name is Zachary James Fox Duvall. I am 10 years old and I live in Los Angeles, California. The climate is changing. We are nearing a tipping point, a place from which we cannot turn back, and we are racing towards it at record speeds. We, the children, are being punished for what our ancestors have done to us and to the world. Generations of policymakers and big corporations have made billions at our and the planet's expense, and have escaped consequence. Until now. As our futures are resting upon our shoulders, the shoulders of kids like me, some adults don't even believe in climate change. I am tired. I am frustrated. I am angry. Some days it feels like no one cares. That's why I will put aside my own time I could be playing with my friends to record this podcast. We need to face the facts. Here, we will be tackling hard topics, learning about different climate phenomena, and speaking with experts and leaders in the field of global warming solutions. I may not have all the answers, or be able to solve the world's problems, but at least I know I have to try. And I'm glad you're here to help. Here's what you can expect on We the Children. First, I'll introduce the episode. Next, my friend Waldo will pop in for a little weather lesson, if you will. Then, we will invite a climate expert for an interview. We'll also play a rousing game of climate trivia and learn about a local organization or business that is working towards climate solutions. Welcome to Wacky Weather, where we'll be talking about wacky weather. I'm your friendly weatherman, Waldo, here to bring you the latest funny, but not so fun, weather stories from around the globe. Climate change is the gift that keeps on giving, and crazy weather phenomena happen daily. Today, I'm reporting on animal adaptations in response to a warming climate. Animals are wired to survive. They'll do whatever they need to see the sun rise another day. But sometimes, especially in response to climate change, these adaptations go haywire. have negative implications for ecosystems everywhere. For example, anole lizards found in Georgia and South Carolina are adapted to be stronger in the event of hurricanes. They are growing bigger toe pads and shorter back legs. They need their strength so they don't get blown off trees. The Humboldt squid found in Alaska 
is another creature having to evolve to survive a changing climate. Higher water pressures in the ocean have decreased the rate at which this grid is growing, causing it to be smaller in size and to reproduce earlier in its lifespan. This adaptation is known as plasticity. Another example of this is Australian parrots. Research shows that parrots, among other birds, are growing larger bills to help them regulate their body temperatures as the weather gets hotter and hotter. But these regulations can cause problems for hunting and feeding, disrupting the natural order of the food chain. Uh-oh. You might think it's a good thing that these animals are adapting to our new world, and while survival mechanisms can help them in the short term, over time they can lead to population decreasing and eventually extinction. And now, it's time to play... Climate Trivia! Today, my guests are Claire and Dylan. Welcome guys, today's theme is trees. Scientists have established that trees communicate with each other. This is accomplished through A. Their roots, which touch each other. B. A network of mycorrhizal fungi underground that connect root systems. Or C. The rustling of branches at different frequencies. Hmm, I don't know, Dylan, but I really think it's B. This mycorrhizal fungi is kind of speaking to me. You know, I'm going to have to go with A. It's just, it's speaking to me. You think that roots touching each other is how trees communicate? I really do. All Hmm. right. Zach, will you tell us the answer? Yeah, the correct answer is B. A network of mycorrhizal fungi underground that connect root systems. Aha! Good job, Claire. Thanks, John. All right, here's our second question. The female scientist who first conducted experiments which confirmed the network amongst trees is A. Jane Goodall B. Jennifer Doudna or C. Suzanne Samard Well, I know Jane Goodall is famous for her work with chimpanzees, so it probably isn't her, but I haven't heard of Jennifer Suzanne. I'm going to go with Suzanne Simard. C. I'll take your lead and choose C as well. The correct answer is C. You both got the point. Good job, Claire. Anyways, this scientist... Suzanne Simard is depicted as a fictional character in the following book. A. The Overstory. B. The Wild Trees. Or C. The Golden Spruce. Well, I know that this scientist wanted to do her research in the trees and felt very connected to the trees. So I'm going to go with The Wild Trees. What do you think, Dylan? Hmm. I like that answer but I'm going to go with A, the overstory. All right, give it to us, Zach. Okay. The correct answer to this question is A, the overstory. Nice job, Dylan. Thanks, Claire. All right, here's our bonus question. In that book, The Overstory, she isn't named... Suzanne Samard, I mean, that would be absurd. 
The fictional character's name is A. Jerusuza Broomley B. Patricia Westerford or C. Dorothy Kazali I mean, these are all three really great sounding names. I'm going to choose B, Patricia Westerford. Hmm. I've always loved the name Dorothy. So I'm going to go with C, Dorothy Casali. All right. The correct answer is B, Patricia Westerford. I did it. I'm the winner. Congratulations, Dylan. You did a great job too, Claire. Thank you for the sportsmanship. Zach, you're a great host. Thank you. Feeling bummed about all this climate news? I understand the feeling. Today, I've got my friend Claire here to discuss the tough issues Hi, Zach. Oh, how do you handle this as a kid? It's so much pressure that young people like you have to deal with. Well, I try to take action steps in my life, like composting, for example. Composting? Huh? Well, food waste is a huge part of the climate change problem, especially given that there are so many hungry people in our city. Reducing or eliminating unwanted or old food is an important step in healing the world. Composting is an excellent solution. Instead of throwing out food, we can actually create new, healthy soil through the process of composting. Oh, I love that, Zach. I want to compost too, but how do I start? Well, in cities like Los Angeles, people use bins to build a compost system that is often picked up with eco-forward businesses like Compostable LA. Compostable LA's goal is to turn food waste into nutrients for healthy soil and help cut greenhouse gas emissions and revitalize depleted soils. Compostable wants to reach net zero environmental impact. So they choose eco-conscious suppliers and work with nonprofits committed to a sustainable future. Let's learn more about this awesome company at www.compostablela.com. Thanks for the info, Zach. You're welcome. Today, we are interviewing Wendy Baxter, a forest canopy ecologist who has conducted research in some of the most pristine old growth giant sequoia and coastal redwood forests in California over the past decade. Not only does Wendy manage a network of weather stations at the University of California Natural Reserve System, but she is also co-founder of Canopy Dynamics, LLC, a private forest research, consulting, and media company. Based in South Lake Tahoe, California, Wendy also makes short films to educate and inspire others to appreciate the beauty of our diverse and interconnected planet. We are so pleased to have you on the podcast, Wendy. Welcome. Thanks so much for having me, Zach. Here are a couple of questions for you. Number one, what inspired you to study and advocate for the climate? 
Well, I guess one of the things that um, inspired me to get involved in climate change and advocate for the climate was um, spending my childhood playing in the forest in Pennsylvania, where I grew up. Um, I would spend my summers with my brothers uh, playing out in the forest, riding horses and swimming in the pond. And I just uh, knew at that point in time that I really loved being out. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Outside, and um, I felt like protecting nature was a really important thing to do. So that's why I um, got involved with climate change research. How did you get your start in this field? So I uh, did my undergraduate studies um, at Cornell University, and I got a job there in the summer uh, working at an ecology and management of invasive plants lab, where I got to do a lot of interesting, um, well, help on a lot of interesting research projects um, that were focused on invasive plants. What's an invasive plant, you might ask? Invasive plants are non-native species that invade an ecosystem and disrupt its natural order. They're like that one guest at the party who overstays their welcome. Party's over, invasive plants. So I really decided at that point that I loved working outside and being in the forest and in nature and wanted to continue doing that. So that's how I sort of got my start in um, environmental science. Hmm. What historical or public figures inspire you? Mm, That's a good question. Uh, Well, one person that's um, definitely inspiring to me is uh, Jane Goodall. She's um, a very strong woman who wasn't necessarily, um, you know, classically trained. And she uh, did a lot of amazing work with chimpanzees and apes and uh, gorillas, which was um, very inspiring to me. And another person you might not know of uh, is Meg Lohman. She is kind of one of the uh, first people who went up into the canopy of trees to do research. So she's sort of a pioneer. Uh, She calls herself an arbornaut somebody who goes up into the tops of trees to, to study them. So she's also been uh, very inspiring for me. Interesting. Can you explain the work you do? Yeah. Um, so one of the projects that I'm working on right now is called the um, Giant Sequoia Fire and Water Project. And we're trying to understand 
where giant sequoia trees get their water from and if that's impacted by prescribed fire because prescribed fire is a really important um, thing for the health of giant sequoia forests. They've adapted to have um, regular low severity fire that helps um, clear out the understory and reduce competition. And it also helps new giant sequoia trees grow. So we're trying to get a better understanding of how fire impacts where they get their water from. Fun fact about sequoia trees, they are the third longest living tree species. They can live for up to 3,000 years. Can you share what the data gathered by your company is showing about climate change? Well, what we're learning with giant sequoias and climate change is that um, these trees that we used to think were basically invulnerable, that couldn't be killed by much other than heavy winds that might blow them over, we're actually starting to learn that they're a bit more vulnerable than we initially thought. And a lot of that has to do with the amount of water that they need because these trees, the mature giant sequoia tree can use up to a thousand gallons of water in a day in the summertime, which is an enormous amount of water. So they really uh, need a lot of water to be able to grow and survive. But um, with climate change, we're seeing more frequent and severe droughts and the snowpack is melting earlier. So that impacts the water that's available to the giant sequoia trees. So unfortunately, climate change is uh, stressing out a lot of the species that we really love. What have you learned from working with sequoias and redwoods? I have learned humility uh, working with these trees because they're just such amazing trees that have lived and grown in the same place for thousands of years. It's really hard to contemplate for us humans because we have such a short life, but um, I just have learned that um, our lives are pretty short in comparison to these organisms. And so um, it just has helped me to see my place in, in the world and, you know, try to make the best of the short time that I have here and try and do things like um, help fight climate change. What is some advice you have for young people who are worried about their futures? Well, um, one piece of, of advice is to do things like you're doing right now, um, having this amazing podcast to talk about an issue that you're concerned about. That's a really great way to um, make this issue um, relevant and something that people are aware of to get the word out. And especially from a young person like yourself, I think it's a really powerful uh, message to people to have someone so young like you to be um, concerned about this issue. I, th I think it's a really powerful thing. Um, another thing is to spend time outside and connect with nature so that you can understand the importance of it. I think a lot of times we sort of forget our place in nature and we feel separate from it, but we really are part of, we're all interconnected. And, you know, the more you can spend time outside, just remembering that I think is a really helpful thing, at least for me anyway. 
What environmental phenomenon is most concerning to you? I mean, just in general, climate change as a whole is uh, probably the most concerning thing to me. I think that uh, it's the issue of our lifetime. But of course, I've been really focused on wildfire recently. Um, I live in South Lake Tahoe, and we actually had to evacuate our home this past summer because of the Caldor fire that got very close. The Caldor wildfire was a devastating disaster that took place in 2021 in the Sierra Nevada mountains of California. It destroyed 922 buildings and injured approximately 20 people burning across 347 square miles. Wildfires are another awful side effect of climate change, impacting the lives, homes, and health of people, not to mention the ecosystems and trees. And um, over the last two years, 20% of mature giant sequoia trees have died in severe fires. So while they're you know really adapted to fire, because of... Um, uh, climate change and logging and fire suppression, fires are becoming more severe. So wildfire has definitely been at the forefront of my mind recently. Sort of the opposite of that. What gives you the most hope? Well, I think uh, young people like yourself uh, definitely give me a lot of hope because I, f- I feel like young people really understand uh, the climate crisis that we're facing and they're the next generation that are hopefully going to uh, take power eventually and uh, be running the world. So the fact that so many of you really understand the issue that we're facing, I think, uh, is definitely one thing that gives me hope. Thank you so much for coming on, Wendy. Thank you for having me, Zach. And thanks so much for your work on this podcast. It's a really important thing that you're doing. If you want to learn more about Wendy's company, the Marmot Society, check out her website at www.marmotsociety.org. Thank you for tuning in to We, the Children. Remember, if we act together, we, the children, can inspire hope and create change for our climate. Tune in next time for more climate content. I know the planet is warming, but try to stay cool. Because if you're too warm, more ice will melt, and just stay cool. This is Zachary Fox Duvall, signing off.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.